0: Episode 28, another survival guide type episode.
1: the curtain at Hollywood visual effects, the craft of storytelling, and the people who make magic for screens both big and small. Hosted by showbiz veterans and new media entrepreneurs, Sean Apple, PJ Foley, and Ephraim Patel.
0: Welcome to 10 Giant Robots. I think we'll describe this one or define this one as another survival guide type episode. So
1: survival guide for the visual visual
0: effects artist in the real world. Oh
1: my God. Yeah. When you're out there in the trenches... So what is so is it
2: is it fair to say that the 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 use case or the case scenario is it just goes bone dry none of your go-to clients are calling is that what we is that That's yeah, what we yeah, want talk, to talk
0: about what to do what to do when you uh, are kind of honestly struggling to get a gig like sometimes things just don't line up things don't match up and you uh you it's not necessarily your talent stack or your, what you're in control of you just aren't getting that job
1: and this doesn't mean that you're a newbie out of college you may be a seasoned professional but if freelancing is your normal job bouncing from job to job you may do this for a number of years and then suddenly find yourself without anything lined up in the in the foreseeable future the stars don't align for they whatever don't. reason and
2: i think stars aligning is a appro- is appropriate because not only do you have to find work the the people who would hire you are also out there looking for work. They're bidding on stuff, so everybody's always juggling there's no there's no um there's nothing that's locked
1: down right you know, so, on so either end so, so many times you you might speak to or interview with a company that they may be interested in you but they don't know if they can hire you cuz the jobs that they're bidding on they don't know about yet.
2: Right, and there's they're playing that dance of we want to hold on to you, we don't want to lose you to the workforce or to whatever cuz we'll need you when we need you if we need you, but it's it's this but you, that doesn't help you cuz you're like, well, I need a gig. So,
1: yeah. you know. So you walk away with zero answers feeling like, I guess I guess yeah. that went well. That was, but it, <laughs> and you know what? It did. It, but it's meaningless. Yeah, it went as well as could be expected. Right. I've I've done interviews in the last few years where I got the grand tour of the whole facility. Yeah. And they like they spend an hour or two with me. Right, you know, and I met all the partners, and I'm like, wow, they they really love me. But the, the thing you realize <laughs> is
2: they're rolling out the red carpet, and they mean it. It's not insincere. But the red carpet leads to the parking lot. Yeah, and you I know know? never <laughs> got hired. This well, one this one it, yeah, company like- did this
1: twice. One December I interviewed with them and I met everyone and then nothing. And then uh, the next interview, I uh, the next December I interviewed with them again, had an, a glowing and this time I was like, oh, I got it this time.
0: Nothing. Right.
1: Yeah. I've well, never yeah. worked it's, at that company. It's not only do you have
0: to get the job, that company has to get the job. Right. And yeah. even then it has to get the job they were expecting to put you on. Like they might get a much smaller chunk of what they thought they were going to get. Or, you know, so it still does you no good. And so, whatever the case, something right. could happen. The companies could even disappear before you get hired. It, it, it's, it's, it's painful. So it's
1: like you're in a leaky boat on a
2: very turbulent sea. And that we, well, This was our analogy last time, wasn't it? Did we talk, was it? Or were we talking about going from oh. boat leaky
0: boat to leaky boat? Or oh. maybe that was you and I were talking <laughs> as, about it. It's possible, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, new yeah. metaphors needed, oh,
2: noted. Well, it really is. It really is. It's like you're always looking for a new boat, and every boat you step in is leaking. And you're like... Is there a boat that's not licking like, right. nope, they're so, all licking it.
0: So I'm going to tell you <laughs> as someone who hires what makes it uh, easy or used to uh, hire, what would make it easier for me to hire people when suddenly I'm in a in a pinch. Um, like, you know, I landed a job, but maybe wasn't interviewing you guys in the meantime. So now I need people quickly and. Um, Here's what is uh, interesting about this a- aspect of uh, marketing yourself, a.k.a. your CV, your resume. Real. all that. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you think being a generalist would be a strong point, but when you're hiring o- almost in a panic, it isn't necessarily the, the way to go for marketing yourself. Sometimes uh, being a specialist makes it much easier to hire you.
2: Because, you know, we need yeah. somebody who does this, fire. We yeah, need this is the rigging
0: guy. Or, this is the fire sim guy. And this is the uh, compositing genius. And this is the tracking guy. Uh, and I keep using guy generically, and I know I'm sorry.
1: Um, <laughs> Some of them are not, transgender. Yeah. Right, exactly. You know. um, and and, and I, my experience in, in one particular company with you, PJ, where I was supervising while you were hiring, uh, is uh, that a lot of people who would come in who were ostensibly generalists. They'd come in for one thing and they weren't working out on that one thing. But they're like, I'm a generalist. I can also do X, Y, and Z. So we're like... Because they want a gig. They need a gig. Right. So we're like, okay, let's try you on X. Let's try you on Y. Let's try." And we'd waste weeks putting them on different tasks that they clearly were not suited for after, right. after time. It became clear. And then we eventually had to let them go. So I think that's a big reason why being a generalist is kind of a negative. Now, I interviewed at a place, at a company recently... Where you know, and, and and I had to, I went through this this period of of looking. I suddenly had nothing. This was just a few weeks ago, and so I had to update all my materials and start looking. And I applied to at least forty places and got interviewed at one. And uh, and I was always careful about uh, calling myself a generalist, but I have essentially a generalist skill set. Right, right. And there are things that I have done that I don't put on my list of skills because I. They're not reliable, you know what I mean. So I I only put down the things I feel I can do well. Like if you put me in a seat and say we need you to do this one thing that I can do that well and reliably. There's no ramp up time. There's no uh uh. uh okay, how do I, I do it, that exactly? It, right. If I'm if I'm a kind of a newbie or like I gotta be reminded. Like I want to be upfront about that. So anyway, I went in and and thankfully during the interview, they're like, well, we're actually looking for general. We prefer generalists. And I'm like, oh, good, because most places, you know, that's hmm. like mm-hmm. it's like the plague. If you say you're a generalist, um, not like I've been hired by this company, but I, I thought it went but well. It sounded, it sounded good. <laughs> hey, they gave me the tour of the company. Well, and that's the it, thing as a as a, a rational
0: human being and a generalist myself, um, I prefer the thought of a generalist being in, in every chair that I can, but in, when it comes down to it, uh, and you really got to get a job done, you need that specialist for all the components of what that job takes, uh, for day-to-day operations, or you got the sort of your pipeline going and you've got the right variety of work and you can, you can, staff with generalists then yes uh do that for sure because you've got flexible people you don't have to keep interchanging all the time or firing and hiring so yeah there's there's two sides to it but there's two different i guess needs new new different categories of need you know
2: i uh i I was talking with my sister who's not in the business at all she's in a completely other business and uh like blue chippy kind of you know more uh kind of that thing um, and I was having this conversation with her a couple of days ago and I was talking about, you know, the specificity of creating, you know, it, it, being a generalist versus being um, very specific. And I and I was even broadening it beyond visual effects, you know, like writing and some other things that I can also do. And I was said, you know, I kind of said y- it, I, like this industry sort of lives in its own little bubble, weird world kind of a thing in terms of skill sets and and just in in this one conversation, we've heard two different versions of specificity or, you know, um, a specialist versus a generalist, both equal cases, you know? And so it still doesn't help us understand how we have to market ourselves because we don't know the needs of the employer, but then the other, so to finish that other thought, I was telling my sister this and I was saying, you know, but I, it's, it strikes me as more like a corporate thing where they really just want specific, like you want a programmer, you don't want to blah, 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 whatever. And she's like, you know, that's not as true as it used to be. And she said because what we're looking for is we're looking for people because it, even she works for a big company that's even kind of all the, even the big companies are struggling now because there's so much noise in the marketplace now that are com- competing in ways they never thought they would have to compete. And so she says, you know, this idea of sort of a liberal not a liberal arts education specifically, but more like that, more somebody who they know can do a little of this and a little of that because they know that person is going to be able to draw in problem solving, going to be able to draw from a couple of different skill sets. You know that don't that aren't necessarily immediately related because what they need to do is solve the problem. You know, and in some cases you need to hire a plumber to fix a pipe. That's mm-hmm. a, you know that's but sometimes you got to rework all of the plumbing because the product's broken. Well, that that's a little bit of an architect, that's a structural engineer or whatever. Or whoever I don't know. I'm talking out of my butt here, but you know what I mean. That's sort of like that's the idea, you know, and it's. But if you're a supplier of a skill set, who are you? Are you a generalist or a specialist? Or because who, who, you can't, you don't, you're not a psychic. You can't tell ahead of time what. And, and let's bring it back to visual effects. If if they if the person actually said we're looking for this, and sometimes that happens, you know, then you go, that, got it. Then I'll apply for that. But oftentimes it's like kind of this vague – It's so much. I think so much of it is this cloud of vagary. That is on all sides because nobody really knows,
1: you know, until you have it and it's due tomorrow, you know. <laughs> and here's another layer of vagary that goes into job hunting in VFX as a freelancer. Is Let's say you're going to a company website or a job posting and, they're sa- and they do say specifically what they want. Let's say they want a, uh, a 3D generalist or they want a, a 3D. An- let's say they want a 3D animator. Oftentimes, they don't specify what software they use. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? So, like, you you, you don't know, and then you go in, you say, okay, well, well you know, I, I work with Maya, blah, blah, blah. And, they're like, you find out later, oh, they're a 3DS Max house. Right. You would think, could you maybe put that out there? Like, <laughs> like cause, so we don't waste each other's time, you know? Right. Like- yeah. right.
0: That's it's- a
1: bad one. That's a bad one. But I agree with you, and, and I agree with what your sister's saying about being a generalist. One of the benefits to that is that you you're more of a big picture right. person in general. Your like, problem solving skills have breadth to them. They're yeah, not, yeah, and then, and oftentimes they're about trying to solve the larger problem of uh, a sequence or a shot or you know a story idea or whatever it is that's that that you're trying to get across, or or a design. Um, and and if you're coming in and you're just a you know a motion tracker. Or you're just a, a fluids person, you know. Like, chances are you're not gonna. If that's really your specialty, you're not gonna be uh, have enough big picture. So that means that that you then need a supervisor, or someone or a lead who's going to really be on you, guiding all, everything that you're doing to make sure that it fits in with the big picture. I think in,
2: unless you're in a big machine like an ILM or something like that, if you're in more of a boutique situation, you know, this idea of uh, to a hammer, everything's a nail, you know, it's like, Oh, we're going to clearly need X, Y, and Z. If you're a generalist, you can go, you know, that's actually a quick comp fix that does, you're not going to have to build, you know, or it's like, oh, this has got some pitfalls that you want to solve it in 2d. It's not 2d. You know what I mean? And that's where a generalist, that breadth of knowledge will come in and solve the problem as opposed to let's all sort of, it's, it's working from the, it's working from the solution back, I guess. Or I'm, I'm Anecdotally,
1: not well. there was a a few months ago, I was at one house that uh, they were doing uh, titles for a blockbuster ad campaign, for a television ad campaign and internet. And they needed uh, a smoke effect or a dust effect very quickly. Like the, It was like uh, 7 o'clock p.m. on a Friday night and the and the client mm-hmm. came in. This was for the Super Bowl. And they're like... Mm-hmm we we got to get this we we got to come up with this uh, solution and every artist was pulled off what they were doing to spend the last hour of the day trying to come up with Throwing du- spaghetti at the dust wall. sims right so everyone went into their particular 3D package that they like and started trying to figure out how to do dust sims i have a 2D hack that i do in after effects that is quick. It's easy, and I'm like, let me just try this. And I and it was the, ended up being like the the primary solution. Right. They, they mixed in a little bit of some 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 other stuff, but mine was so easy to tweak.
2: Right. And that's also you know sometimes the two cent solution. You know all the sim packages are like you know that's a that's a two thousand dollar solution. And and some many times that's required that level of whatever you want to call that that level of um, stuff. But sometimes if you're – I mean, it really is a magic trick. If you fool the eye, you're done. Yeah. It's, it's, you don't have to solve it mechan- – you're not, you're not building the space shuttle, you know? It's <laughs> like you're trying to fool people in a 30-second spot. Let's move on, you know? Right. All right.
0: So, Take speaking of moving huh? on oh. – no, uh, we're, no the, 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 we're going from – I started this off with the what a, an employer might look for and the pitfalls that might befall you as an artist – so what happens when you have hit all those pitfalls and now you are in trouble uh what what do you resort to like Craigslist you... <laughs> that's exactly. when you go to Craigslist yeah, and, right. and mean, look for jobs things right. get tight things you know rent is consistently constantly due always there um what what would be your next steps
1: Uh well I was Crying. there I was there recently uh 3 weeks and And it just hit me at a point where i I really couldn't uh not work. I wasn't at a point where i can where I felt like I could just take a vacation for a month, an impromptu vacation it wait just, for something to happen or yeah for it just wasn't yeah. gonna happen i mean you know i've I've got a family i've got a three year old and I just didn't feel like uh it was appropriate at that moment to not be working <laughs> so uh so every day was job searching right up until the day that a previous employer, one of my normally steady gigs, called me back and, and gave, you know, asked me to come back in for a little while. And the thing is, like, that,
2: that's fantastic. But the thing that's, like, disheartening about that is that was random.
1: It wasn't from any of the work. And I right. every Ugh. day spent most of the day job searching And the thing or is, like updating my, my, my reel and so forth so I could do the job hunting. And if you think about it, job searching is a <laughs> job without pay because oh, yeah. it's
0: a full-time
2: job if you're looking for well, a job, you know. Did
1: you did you tailor your reel depending on who you were sending it to? I have done that in the past. Um this time I tried to be a little bit more uh a little bit more far reaching with the reel that I put together where I felt like I could you know, I I wasn't going out for for anything that I didn't feel my my reel was appropriate. And I did a full breakdown of my reel, but I did do a new uh, you know, I wrote uh, d- Cover letter for each job. Sometimes, you know, a, a company would have job postings, and four of the job postings, I was like, I could, any of those would be good for me. Mm-hmm. So I would write to them and I'd say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> apply to each of these jobs. I hope that's cool, you know. And uh, and I would do a write up for each job and why I felt I was appropriate for that. And you know, that's- there were a handful of people wrote back to say, thanks, your reel looks great. We'll keep you in mind. We don't have anything right now. Um, like I said, I interviewed at one place, uh, one, one company reached out and said, what's your, what's your availability? Never heard back from them. Have, here's a question. Have Come you on, guys, HR departments.
0: Have I you guys with
1: you.
2: ever gotten a job that was a cold call? Have they, has that ever actually happened? Hmm. What, where I cold call or are they cold call me? Well, you, so it'd be you as an artist mm-hmm. in the, your, your role as an artist when you, when you were doing that. Have you ever cold called somebody and they go, great, be here on Monday? Or have they always
1: been through someone you know? I, I want to say it's been through someone I know. I, yeah. it, it's been for me 100%. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I
0: think so, so. It's usually you know someone first to get that toehold. Because you,
2: because you, you need a sense that, and I'm assuming this from an employee, employer standpoint, you're hoping that will weed out the riffraff. You're hoping at least if it's a friend of a friend or somebody who knows somebody, there's at least some sort of vouching for accountability or like it's not going to be some complete rando as you were, you know, it's, you know, so you're, you're, it's a little bit of an insurance policy as an employer. But the problem is, is that that means it's, it's, that means not to be, and, and not to say don't do this, but cold calling doesn't
1: work. You it know, means It means every time you're, 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 you're without work, you have to hit up all the people that you know. Right, and that's that's actually more likely to get you work than to cold
2: call. And I'm not saying don't cold call because sometimes you just gotta do. You gotta Mm. move the engine to make it happen. I will say that
1: most of the people that responded to me with anything at all from my job search were from people who uh, referred me.
2: Yeah, because yeah, they felt some sort of responsibility or some sort of connection to you. Yeah, the rest of them
1: felt like they could be blow off. It was a blow off. Yeah, it was a blow off. Yeah,
2: that's to me like. I mean it's it's the nature of the beast you know it is what it is but it, it is very hard to develop a game plan around that do you know what I mean it is it is like if you're looking for a very uh, kind of a mechanical approach or a very like um uh, organized approach tactic strategy to get a job. That seems very rational and reasonable to do that. You put together; it sounds like a really granular level resume and reel. In you some cases, you saw my reel. I, should I did. Have been, yeah. And so mine's not nearly that. And I just, and I'm just, and I'm not saying don't do that. I'm yeah. just saying, does it matter? So make know, does sure it, does your, it
0: yield a result. The, you know? the method would be make sure your friends always have jobs at a variety of places. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's kind of what it is. <laughs> you know? Yeah, probably more than any other industry. Actually, maybe even this town. And you know. The, and the thing that's hurt me is, and we've talked about this before,
2: is that, because we all have, I think, in, in some sense, similar situations, is that, you know, we're all kind of working on other outside projects with some with some vigor. You know, they're not just, eh, it would be fun to do a little short film. It's like, we're actually pursuing other things seriously. So when we do have time off, we're not really fratner, frat, fraternizing with, or, you know, or hanging out, or going, have, going and have beers with sort of that group. And that doesn't mean we don't have friends in that group, and doesn't mean we don't have beers. But... We're not so <laughs> immersed in that in the day-to-day, you know, from a social, cultural point of view. That, that ne- necessarily narrows the bandwidth of people you can call.
1: Or it know? means you've got you've to be like, hey, you, I haven't yeah, talked to you which is in weird. a year and a half. How, how's it going? I Do you need any work?
0: Yeah,
2: can you
1: can you put, I mean, yeah, put a word in?
0: <laughs> and I'm hoping like the, the guys have been, You have to network a bit. Uh, it's good to keep in touch with everybody. Yeah, um, it, which is work. Good I old mean, online chat.
1: I know, I know. Well, you know when when you're busy working and every gig that you have is butting up against another gig, and you're having to negotiate. Well, and you know I can't come until the 15th because I'm doing this other gig. When that's your normal position, you're not thinking like i i really need to like store nuts away for the winter right. like i i've really gotta i am this person just in case i need a gig at some point in the future and they might be able to recommend me somewhere you know what i mean like that's that's I, so foreign and i also one I of the do things, and i mentioned well,
2: <laughs> you're a different breed i also and i'm i can't remember if i mentioned this but out I loud to or like it, if
0: i used or, to do it to keep track of who's available when you know right when you were uh, hiring right. yes yeah
2: but that's a different mo- that's a different, different incentive yep. um uh, I forgot what I was it. Oh, I um um, I I, I what I was gonna say. Uh, no, was
1: good. That's my fault. Sorry. Well, you, you had been talking earlier, Sean, about um trying to find jobs on like you know these micro oh, micro yeah. jobs.
2: So here, in a nutshell, so the culmination of what we're talking about right now, really for for me, has been boiling down to uh financial security and job security and. Uh, but, within the skill set that I already have, and there 's a there 's a number of ways to do that online now where you can leverage your particular skill sets the problem is you're you 're competing with the world, and turns out a lot of the world works for a lot cheaper than you do <laughs> you know and so um the The other potential benefit is in some cases, some websites you present a project for example, like a three d logo let 's say and you pre design the logo and then you just plug in the customers uh, clip art or whatever their logo is and then it turns it into this fancy 3d logo so in other words you're not building a sort of custom bespoke or whatever you know um, thing from from start to start to finish for this client you're doing you're just literally it's almost a template essentially and the idea with that is that you can then bring the price radically down so they can get it for dirt cheap and you're still making some money the so there's a several there's several things like that out there. Um, and then there's also things like Freelancer and, oh, Lance, I think is another one. And there, Guru. Yeah, there's, it's and kind of then a... And
0: Remote.com seems to be a new player, but maybe I it's just new to me.
2: Okay. Um, and those are a little different in those... You're basically putting out a shingle or a reel for the world, basically, a resume for the world. Again, the problem is, is that you're competing with the world. You know, um, I know in some cases people tend to prefer working with people in their same language. So there's no language barrier because it can get complicated. But I guess sort of what I just wanted to state briefly, and this might be worthy of another podcast on the line or something like that, is that the issue of marketing yourself and getting your name out and letting people know you're available for something is still a problem. And the difference is, is now it's for a lot less money. So you're hoofing it just the same as you would be going door to door, you know, getting a, a regular freelance gig. For these micro jobs, it's just as hard and the pay is less, you know? And so, so the upside is no, but I guess w- what I've been experimenting with and looking at are, um, which of these things are viable, which of these ecosystems already have an audience of customers looking for what you're doing. That way you're not out
1: marketing yourself from scratch. So the idea, you know? I mean, the appeal, cause I've never looked into this myself, but if I understand the appeal of of uh, getting involved in one of these websites, where basically you know people will pay you a small amount of money to do some small job, but you've you've basically stated on there, I can do X for this small amount of money, and in your mind, you know, well, I can do X for that that price because I've basically automated it. And That's what, exactly right. whatever you give me, I just have to click a couple buttons and I can spit out your results.
0: or um my wife has hired a guy to do architectural like um kitchen model kitchen type renderings because he already has a large library of things a lighting kit that works and is very specific about what you have to provide him so and he just In Argentina or some uh, Venezuela, Argentina, something like that. So his own costs are very low anyway. But he's even optimized, even given that, given his economic situation,
2: he's still optimized. Yeah, you have to
0: work essentially with his props and, and standard cabinetry and sinks and things like that. But he can arrange it, however, and then texture it, however, for a little bit more money. Um, but yes, it's a toolkit that he's got the skill set and the time to and execute with.
2: And he's not building the shot from scratch every time. He's not literally a, no, not, he's basically plugging in new cabinetry and new shading, essentially.
1: Yeah. 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 So that's appealing because if you can make that work, if you can find a few points of entry where you can do it cheaply, and, and there are a lot of people who are interested in that particular thing, that that could be a stream of... A revenue for very little effort
2: that's right so i'll give you a quick example so i put one i put nine up or seven up i can't remember excuse me how many i ended up putting up but um 3d logos you plug in flat art or you give me flat art i convert it to vector and then that's extruded and created it create and then i've done sort of different different styles of a 3d logo same move on each logo they just have a different look essentially
1: so um, so this would be like a sexy intro to a video. Exactly. Or a video, 15 seconds uh, for a YouTube video. Animated GIF or on, a, on your web page or whatever. That's,
2: or, or you have a YouTube video or you have a YouTube channel or you're an attorney and you need a quick, sexy logo or you're a real estate agent and you want something to open before your pitch on YouTube or whatever.
0: The old flying logo.
2: It is the It's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's the flying logo. Um, so... I have one on there, so I have three variations of the same, essentially the same thing. The first one's five bucks, the second one is ten bucks, the third one is twenty bucks. And there's and I there's slight modifications, but the modifications is a button. That's the mod you know, so yeah. so the the one at the cheapest rate I've made it so you still get the logo, but it's standard def. The second one I've made full high def, but no commercial use. The third one I did high def, commercial use, and I'll throw film damage or some, some other little sort of thing over the top just to give it a look, you know, beyond just whatever it is. So if you can do, and I've optimized it, so if somebody sends me art and I did describe what the art has to be, it has to at least be HD, clean, no shitty JPEG, that kind of thing, um, I can plug it in, convert it, and and set it up in probably five minutes. So I've optimized it so people are going to go standard def. My phone even shoots high def. So they're optimized. So hopefully that pushes them automatically to the, that, that and it's $10 for a really nice looking logo. You know, if you can do 10 in an hour, it's a hundred bucks an hour. So, but now that, that pretends like you have a bazillion customers waiting on you, you know, like, oh, well, this is, this is cake. This math works out. It works out if you have 10,000 customers, you know? Yeah. So there's, I, I'm discovering as I go, um, that, really in the end the problem is ultimately the same and it's that you need customers and that sounds like duh but getting customers and maintaining customers and having a range of customers is really the trick you know and the problem that we run into as freelancers is um we do not diversify our income streams you know and 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 i don't mean from other things but i mean clients we don't have we don't have a lot of clients you know and if one client fails or 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 whatever you know they go out of business or they don't have work or whatever just the inconsistencies of the business we we don't have contingencies built in you know and that's partly because of the business that's partly because we have chosen to do some other external entrepreneurial um, efforts that take some time and energy other than just doing a quick little thing with our buddies, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so what, I guess what I'm saying is, is that the problem I'm trying to solve is diversifying my customer, having more customers, you know? And I'm also trying to figure out how do I do that, um, in a way where if I'm working for, for one customer who completely occupies my time, I'm not losing other customers because that's essentially what we were talking about earlier is like you take one client, another client calls, you know, two days into your new gig and you're like, shit, I just lost money, you know, whereas if we could find a way where we could, you know, optimize our time so that if that second client comes in and the third client comes in, you're like, got it, good, good, good. Now you could argue, well, this is a business, you know, this is a, this is a visual effects business, but now you're out looking for work because now you have mouths to feed. You know, you have rent, you have overhead, you have marketing, whatever. So, I guess what I'm what I'm saying is, is that I'm now currently in the search of trying to define a business model that uses my skill sets, wherein I have multiple customers, where I can I can process multiple customers
1: simultaneously. So, so when you first uh, told me about this website where you could, uh, you know, put up these these uh, basically advertising set, well. Basically, put yourself forward and say, "I can do these logos for this amount of money." And it seemed to me that the nature of the the website, because it was going to take a cut from your yeah, it, fee. Takes, a, it takes a
2: well, it, okay, so it's Fiverr in this case. Okay, and for a five dollar gig, they take a they take a buck, so you're really only making four bucks.
1: Right. So it seemed to me like part of that deal that you make with Fiverr is that they are this amazing portal for for. Customers who are looking for a specific thing, they're gonna find you. Now, therein is the rub. And the rub
2: is this is that uh like all of these, artists are rated in popularity and they're rated with they have all these sort of like credentials that you get that the site gives you over X amount of customers or happy customers. Achievements and Ach- stars it, and it, things. Yeah, it's very okay. gamified in that sense. Mm. Those people are always at the top. Because they're the natural, you know, the way they've rated the search is they always rank at the top. That means to push through that, you know, that upper strata of those people who've already pre-established themselves early on, you've got some work cut out for you. And that means you're going to have to market yourself. And then you get into this whole thing where, okay, so I'm going to really kick ass to market myself to bring people to this third-party site that's going to take a piece of the profit. Why am I not just if I'm gonna have to go out and market myself anyway, if if in other words, the ecosystem is essentially useless to me, why am I giving somebody else a cut of that? Aren't isn't the value that they're supposed to bring for that dollar the ecosystem? Yeah, exactly. So what's the point? You know, then then I'll just collect the full five bucks on my site or whatever, you know, or upcharge it or whatever, you know. And one little piece of the puzzle is, and I don't know why it's taken me so long to connect these dots, but I have this other little thing that I put up a couple years ago and it literally is just me swimming out in the ocean in the internet and it's a website Hmm. vfxjams.com but I have two templates up there that are After Effects templates I have done zero marketing I take that back I did one Facebook no AdWords run when I first opened it and I just spent 10 bucks or something like that you know that's all I've done I have made more money on that than I have on another ecosystem site that is like Fiverr um, where supposedly the ecosystem is supposed to work to your advantage, my solo endeavor that has no ecosystem attached to it has made more money, mm. and that has that's entirely driven by SEO optimization. And so I'm and I collect all of that except for the gateway processing charge that um, Stripe takes for the processing, but it's nowhere near and the cut. That
0: SEO is search engine optimization. Oh, sorry, yeah, and that is creating content mostly on your own site. To make it uh, friendly for Google and other search engines to want to like you. Right. So they find you. And so the analytics in
2: this case uh, can tell you where your traffic came from. And 100% it's Google search. So I'm like, that is a smarter business model unless that ecosystem is going to rock and roll for you. If the ecosystem rocks, rocks and
1: rolls for you, that's hard to say. Now, then, then that's a better choice. Well, that's the that's the value they bring to the table. Exactly. If, if they're not bringing that value, then why should you get exactly? Right? I, I'm
0: exactly. uh, uh, we're we're getting low on time here. Oh, but uh, oh, wow. We, we're gonna we, run out of bits. Oh god. No oh more god. recording. Oh we god. went through all of the bits. But I, I wanted to say, sort of, uh, maybe the the flip side. I don't know if this is like a dirty little secret or whatever. Um, but of course, if you list yourself on guru.com and someone does business with you. It's a lot like eBay. Like they can't email you on the side and say, Hey buddy, well, you take $250 for that thing and you don't have to pay eBay. So, um, you know, you're locked into working with these, with these customers. But, uh, like you said, they are sort of a hub, a place where people will go. Like they've heard the ad or seen an ad for guru.com or fiverr.com. They go there looking for something. They might find you that way, but if they're a little more intrepid and maybe want to see if they can score a deal or work without a middleman for whatever their motive is, it could sort of lead, act as sort of a little uh, billboard for you to f- have your personal site found and then people do business with you that way. Don't ask how I know this. Right. Mm. It, well, you know, the thing is, is like I,
2: I looked at that and I, it, when I set up the site, I I chose a name that I already have a URL for. Right. So I'm like, if somebody sniffs enough, they'll find the site, you know,
0: exactly that. Yep. 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 So in summary, there are (laughs) tools online for you to use, but do you want to use them? Uh, Be careful when listing yourself as generalist, when you're looking for a job, it makes it maybe a little harder to get hired. Um, But then again, there's exceptions as Ephraim has shown us. Mm Hmm. Takeaway, Ephraim? Takeaway?
1: Are we Um, doing takeaway? Is this takeaway?
0: Well, I was taking away
1: some of it there. (laughs) We're taking it all away. (laughs) I don't know. My takeaway is... (laughs) I don't know, bro. (laughs) I don't know, bro. Dude, the the job I'm on right now is going to end in a couple weeks, and then I'm going to be right back in the saddle. Uh, So
0: our listeners could take away Ephraim into a new job. That's right. There you go. We're actually hiring.
1: hiring. Sean's Sean's available. I can do that.
2: Wait, what is it? (laughs) Two out of three of your hosts are unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: not- <laughs> we're like the we're like the anti hey, anti or whatever. By the it's like, how post- not to get- <laughs> yeah, exactly. By the time this thing's posted online, who knows where I'm at? So you
1: know. But this is this is a realistic slice. Of, it really is. Of this is what BFX it looks like. Freelancing life. That's- you know, I, I used to hear uh, stories about like Flint, Michigan, and all that with all the you know the industry the car industry going overseas, and I just thought. God, you know those people who spent all those years like putting their, you know, their faith in these companies and this industry that it would be there forever for generations. I'm like, God, that must suck. And then I find myself in the same exactly position. When I hear
2: when I hear coal miner West Virginia, I want to puke. I'm like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, try that
1: monthly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah, if only to be a coal yeah, miner you know, for a week. you know
0: they um well I won't I won't reminisce about the good old days, but uh, in I just fact, had. A, I'll let you know there. Maybe I'll, maybe the good old days will come back. I'll,
2: I'll I had a good old days <laughs> conversation with a, a buddy of ours. I'll tell you about it here in a sec. But um sorry guys. Um so uh, was that, I know you, you hate when I do that, don't you? Like so anyway, the real important stuff I'm going to talk about. I'm really not, it's not important. You've already heard He's the good bearing stuff. Bearing the lead. Um. My takeaway is, or were you done with your takeaway? No, I'm After, done. I mean, he's busy laughing at me. He's like, <laughs> you're an idiot. Um, so here's my takeaway is at some point, understanding how to market the skill set that you have is going to be monumentally important. And figuring out your true value, not what you think your value is, but what your value is in relationship to the marketplace, I think can help you a great deal. So that's my takeaway.
0: And Sean has the final cut as host of this podcast. So <laughs> oh, do I have, why do I have the final cut? Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to. Like, you, have land the files. On it. you have the final. Oh, yeah. Man. That's, right, yeah. <laughs>
2: that's right, man.
0: <laughs> All right. So uh thank you very much for listening and see you again next time. See ya. Bye. 10 Giant Robots is created and distributed by
2: the 10 Giant Robots Radio Network in beautiful downtown Burbank, California. Our theme music was created by the incredibly talented Shane Knight. Follow us on Twitter at 10 Robots or at 10GiantRobots.com.